Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire and it's, it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? <laughs> it's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find Bad Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. <laughs> Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh no, that was definitely correct. <laughs> hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. The first mainstream superhero comic was printed in 1938, and the following year the world lost its mind. The villains of the First World War had been historically cool, but their heirs to the power knew no bounds in the pursuit of evil. They made pacts with infernals, raised armies of the dead, lured peaceful spacefaring civilizations to the borders only to pilfer their weapons, and used their malefic resources to commit crimes on a scale that would be unimaginable to any sane mind. Inspired by the villains of comic books' golden age, they defied the natural laws that limited their potential and became something far more sinister than human. But once the forces of evil had done the impossible, it did not take long for the forces of good to follow suit. It was a war of great horror and heroism, and when it ended, mankind was forced to reckon with all the strangeness it had unleashed upon the world. Travel across time and space had become commonplace. Friends and enemies from beyond the stars had made Earth their home, and the secrets of magic were reprinted in second edition paperbacks that any aspiring mind could study. Costumed adventurers chased cackling maniacs across the globe in pursuit of power and justice, 
and their epic clashes were serialized in comic books that only slightly exaggerated their extraordinary lives. Today, the world of comic books differs from reality only in that it has clearly defined heroes and villains. The truth, of course, is much more complex. Your story begins in a city that is just like any other. Innovations of human and alien technology both simplify and complicate daily life. Witchcraft is performed on late-night talk shows and bustling sidewalks. Mutants of various shapes and sizes roam the streets and swim through the sewers. And the forces of good and evil alike must become bizarre simply to remain relevant. Whether you are the hero or the villain of this story is really just a matter of popular opinion, but you must choose a side. For without the aid of like-minded allies, you could not possibly leave a mark on this weird and wild history of this world. Hey everyone, it's Dennis. Welcome to another Patreon preview. Today, the system we've been provided is by Carl Caleb. The system is entitled Brawl. It is a superhero, super team, super villain system that we're very excited to test over here at Control Group. So first off, the thing that strikes us the most about this system is it's set up for combat. First off, the very beginning of the core rulebook sets up how combat is structured with the Doom Clock. It is up to the narrator, who is the GM in this case, to decide how many turns our heroes and villains get to decide their conflict. You know, as you read through comic books, you often find that there isn't a defined winner or loser. And other systems kind of force you to go through this black and white, you know, you have to defeat all the enemies before you can move on to the next room. Whereas this Doom Clock sets up that you can get what you need, possibly, or you could fail in the time parameters that you have. You know, Superman has to save everyone from the burning building before it collapses. That Doom Clock has been set for himself, and it's a matter of if he can get them all out or not. Every combat is decided through assets and control of the situation. This is usually divided into a four-segmented system where you pinpoint four different things in the room or even less uh, that can be used for the heroes or villains to take control of the situation. There's also moves later in the playbooks that allow, and basic moves, that allow you to add more assets to help uh, reach your super move, which is kind of the, the climax of the combat. Another big thing, like any superhero kind of system, is rivalry. Rivalry is a really big thing. You know, finding out who your nemesis is, this is on a basic track of negative two all the way to plus two, and figuring out how you have that much rivalry with another person is usually defined by questions we'll find later in our playbooks. As I mentioned before, all of our combats are kind of centered around the stakes of the situation. Being able to build upon the kind of tableau that you find your superheroes and supervillains in. It may not just be a battle on the street. There may be civilians you need to save, structures you need to stop from falling, other villains or other things to keep in conscious as you're going through all of this fighting. You know, people really ragged on Man of Steel for the, the destruction that Superman and Z Zod go through. So keeping those things in mind help 
lift up the stakes. Like most of our systems, it's a, a 2d6 system, uh, and then you add any of your trait modifiers. But as you take control, the physical aspect of control in this system, not the idea of control, as you take control in battle uh, before the end of the Doom Clock, you can actually spend these points to help you with your rolls, uh, specifically at the end when you're going for your super move. Besides control, there's also conviction, which is a more intrinsic value when it comes to your superhero. You may not gain control in the situation with your role, but your superhero might gain a little bit of confidence. They might gain a little bit of bravado or fame or even glory as they go through. So conviction is another stat that you need to pay attention as you're going through these combats. Every superhero has to have a flaw. That's where in Brawl we have vulnerabilities. So as I've been mentioning before, super moves are kind of our big be-all end-all to combat. And in the system, every time you choose a super move, you also have to take a vulnerability, which is a great way of balancing out if you want to do something awesome, since most of the super moves help you end combat a little bit earlier than the Doom Clock, then having a vulnerability also helps as well. The other thing that I think is really interesting about this PBTA is that your vulnerabilities are what allow you to gain EXP or glory in this system as it's called. Normally, for most PBTAs, if you fail a roll, you end up gaining experience for that. But here in Brawl, you actually only gain glory if your vulnerability can be applied to how you fail. So for example, Superman not being able to save a person out of that burning building from earlier would not net him any glory if he rolled a six on this roll. But if there are any possibility to say, oh, there was actually the building was laced with kryptonite. What the fuck is Lex doing that he's building buildings with kryptonite now? But should the building be built with kryptonite, then you can apply that and get Superman a glory there. Cause he, so he can level up. And you know how people love Superman leveling up and getting more powers. When it comes to dangers, these are directly related to your vulnerabilities. There's a move called Skirt Danger, which is a saving throw when any harm should come your way, especially when your vulnerability is kind of activated. And should you not be able to skirt danger, you ended up getting trauma. As you guys know, I love giving my characters trauma, so I'm glad that it's intrinsically linked in this system. Traumas are physical, emotional, and abstract injuries that are suffered by either the heroes or the villains. As I mentioned in the beginning with the little the little blurb is that this system houses both the ability to play heroes and villains. So you can switch between your players, you can have multiple characters even, which I think is very interesting. But either way, they can all get trauma, and these traumas can be spent as another currency to give you plus one glory if you lower the degree of your roll. So it's a way of accessing this trauma. You're going to get a worse roll, obviously, but you're going to get one EXP or glory from that. And another way to gain glory is obviously overcoming that trauma. You know, growing as a hero and not, I don't want to say getting over your trauma, that's a horrible way to put it, but <laughs> finding tools to cope with your trauma as a hero or a villain. These also allow you to gain plus one glory. Obviously, teamwork is a huge thing in these superhero systems, so there's a stat for teamwork in which you can uh, 
work together and decide which trait modifier you're going to roll with for each character. So if you've got a bad stat and you don't want to use that, you can use some teamwork and use your fellow teammates trait modifier instead. You've got your typical basic moves as it goes for a PBTA system. Get them is there the quote-unquote attack kind of basic move. There's You're always fighting in a superhero scene, so there's no I-need-to-attack-them kind of role you make. Instead, Get Them allows you to take more assets and more control over the situation. It can even add stakes to the situation going on. You can also reveal assets. As I mentioned before, the narrator or GM only has to set up one to three assets at the beginning of the fight. So to get that fourth one, to give your team more of an advantage, you can reveal assets so you can help make that 3-1 split or a 2-2 split in your favor so you can make sure you win the battle. Take control, obviously, as it says, whether it be taking control of the situation for hostages, a weapon, high ground, bags, or stolen loot, or an established asset if you're fighting over something. You could use take control. You can also reveal danger. As I mentioned, skirting danger is when your traumas get activated. Revealing danger, kind of a more villain-sided move or uh, anti-hero-sided move, allows more danger, uh, a trap essentially, to be revealed onto the scene to help give your team the advantage. And it really wouldn't be superheroes if there weren't the bants. There's also a move for bantering with uh, either side which helps get rivalry in between you two, as you can throw around your little quips. You also do six stunts. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, moves, is that it's kind of a be-all, catch-all when you want to do something that looks really cool or makes you look especially confident. And this has, like, a table of other things you can do with that. You can... A uh, teammate that doesn't appreciate your show but gains plus one rivalry with you. You can lose one rivalry towards an en enemy that's been humbled by your prowess. You can insult an enemy and gain plus one rivalry with them. Uh, you can mess the stun up and gain trauma as well. And then finally, since the brawl system is designed to emulate the PG violence of comic books and Saturday morning cartoons, where heroes and villains are frequently injured but rarely killed off or otherwise written out of the story, there's still is the ability to have stakes. So we have a move in there, a special move in there called the Last Stand. So when you go into the combat, you can gain a plus one glory immediately from that combat. But there is the known knowledge that there is a possibility that your character may die. Heavy risk, but the prize... As I mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of super moves. These are activated when you have a certain amount of assets or control in the battle already. You can use these to end the Doom Clock earlier than its preset notion. And these range from however you want to build your character as... You're building your character besides the playbook. You may also want to look at these super moves to try to figure out what your power is. These range from super fighting, super invulnerability, super elementalism, super destruction, super minions, super movement, super speed, super genius, super shape shifting, super gadgets, super command, super perception, and super copycat. There's a lot of really fun playbooks in this system as well. You've got the arch, which is the the heroic or villain ideal, the best of the best, the the Superman, the Joker. 
And within the playbooks, you also have rivalry questions so you can help out with your team or the villains themselves and figure out how much of a rivalry you have with them. Other playbooks like the Enigma, uh, you can also play the Kaiju. Um, so if you've ever wanted to be the big, strong, hulking person on a team, that's very much allowed. You have the mascot, the nemesis, the paragon, the reluctant, the rookie, the scoundrel, and the unpowered. So for all of you people who love playing a street level superhero or supervillain, that's your playbook right there. The rest of Brawl is set up by Carl so much that you can easily set up one of your first games. He outlines the full first issue, quote-unquote, you can take with it, figuring out team composition depending on how many players you have. You can evenly split your players should you have four to eight characters. This allows you to uh, have one team of heroes, one team of villains, or the arch nemesis if you have four to five players, where you could have four of them be on the superhero team and one of the other ones be the bad guy that they're going up against. And as I mentioned earlier, there's also double duty, where everyone can have a hero and everyone can have a villain character as well. After you're done with battle, there's an aftermath phase where you kind of decide uh, what you win and what you take, both from structure and part of the system, and then also narratively afterwards. There's no dice rolling in the aftermath phase, but there is a turn order depending on whoever won the conflict. And then you can gain conviction, gain control, uh, gain rivalry with another character, and then keep on moving through objectives, deciding who gets what, divvy up the scene, essentially, uh, loot everything, and then switch control to the other team to see what they'll take and figure out the conflict from there. And then, typical for a PBTA system, Carl also outlines soft and hard moves you as the narrator can take against your team. Soft moves like revealing a new asset, uh, revealing a new danger, and what role they must avoid from getting it, or, or unless gaining a trauma for it. Give players a hard decision to make. Hard moves such as giving another team full assets or giving them plus one control. Or just straight up giving them the trauma. Also, another thing I really enjoy about this system is the bystander. So if you're ever bored in combat, as I, I talk a lot about on this podcast, the bystander system allows for each player character to take over an NPC that may be in the situation and be able to roleplay as them when it's not their turn currently. So that allows players a little bit more taste and essentially adds into the stakes that are present in themselves because you get to care about this silly NPC you just made up. So if you know me personally, Dennis, I am a huge fan of superheroes. I've been searching for a superhero system to test ever since we started the podcast. Uh, we thought we were going to go for masks because that's just, you know, the big boy out there. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably played masks. If not, there are a bunch of other good, really mask really good mask APs out there, so go ahead and listen to those. We'll test it one day, probably, if there's like a fun expansion or something, but this I'm really ex not excited. The spoiler is we've already begun testing Brawl. Uh, I was so excited we started this one early, uh, so that will be coming out to, to much sooner than these other previews have, so I really hope you've enjoyed this little preview. 
we're really getting into the system and enjoying that. So, you know, in a couple of months, you'll hear from us again with Brawl and Carl's system as you'll see the... If you, li- if you listen to this entire episode, here's, here's your little treat. Uh, we'll be doing Teen Titans Academy with the Brawl system. So thank you very much for listening. Check out Carl on Itch, Carl Caleb on Itch, and you'll hear more from us soon. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.